0: The and Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of What the Chill, your friendly neighborhood non-misogynistic hockey podcast. We are your hostesses, I'm Haley. And I'm Natalia. And we are feeling 22-22 welcome to our 22nd episode everyone had to throw in the swifty reference of course it really just wouldn't be us if you didn't no definitely not very on brand (laughs) and natalia has returned from the land of the canucks (laughs) (laughs) the
1: land of the canucks that's a good one love that
0: you you want to tell us all about your trip to canada
1: Oh, there's not much to tell. I just went and um, visited some family up there. But um, I do have to say it was super cool to be in Canada during the playoffs. I like I know that they don't have a team in the running anymore. But um, it's just like really nice to not have to fight some dude at the bar for the remote because they're literally already playing the game on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, it was really nice to just like be in the atmosphere of people who just love hockey. um, Especially because it's nice to like not sound like a lunatic when you cheer and like there's people (laughs) cheering with you because they're excited too um so yeah that was a super cool experience I loved being in Canada for the playoffs um I also love the fact that Tim Hortons which is like if you guys don't know um their most popular coffee joint they also sell packs of hockey cards at every location that's
0: cool um so I
1: picked one up every single time that I went to Go get my coffee in the morning, um, which I use my points for because I'm so good at the guessing game that Tim has on their app. Love it. Love <laughs> um, it. The best part is, is they have female players included. Oh,
0: incredible! Which
1: you like? I actually, out of all the cards in the packs that I got, I got more female players than I did male players.
0: Oh, we which love is
1: so it. Cool. We love it. Canada snaps for Canada. <laughs> um, I wrote in my. Uh, notes for today just that I need to confess my undying love for Canada so this is me doing that Canada I love you
0: (laughs) that's so awesome you actually did didn't one of your cards you got Tim Horton himself yeah (laughs) shameless little plug there but like love the shameless self-promotion from it was great (laughs) yeah fantastic I
1: don't blame all right
0: he deserves to do to do that honestly honestly All right, everyone, we are going to jump right into our episode, starting with our NHL news. Um, The NHL awards are very quickly approaching, and all of the finalists have been named. So we're going to highlight a handful of the finalists, um, and those take place on June 26th in Nashville. So the finalists for the Hart Memorial Trophy, which is the MVP, is Connor McDavid, David Pasternak, and Matthew Kachuk, which... To nobody's surprise. (laughs) After the playoffs, Matthew Kachuk has a really good shot at winning that one. Um, The finalists for the Bezina Trophy, which is the goalie of the year, are Connor Hellebuck, Ilyas Sorokin, and Linus Olmark. Um, The finalists for the Norris Memorial Trophy, which is the defenseman of the year, Adam Fox, Eric Carlson, and Kale McCarr. The Calder Memorial Trophy is the rookie of the year, Maddie Beneers. Owen Power and Stuart Skinner, which I did not know that Stuart Skinner was a rookie until I was looking this up. He looks like he's like 35. It's the mustache. It's the mustache, for <laughs> sure. Um, and then finally the Selkie Trophy, um, which is the defensive forward of the year. Uh the finalists are Patrice Bergeron, Nico Heischer, and Mitch Marner. So that's just a handful of the awards. That's not all of them, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing who takes those.
1: Don't quote me on this, but I feel like our mid-season prediction players are in the running still. I don't know. We
0: should go back and see. We should go back and check.
1: Yeah. Because I think a good handful of them are actually still in the running. I think so too. Look at us. (laughs) Did we predict it or did we make it happen? (laughs) TBD. Um, okay, moving on. Everyone and their mother knows that game one of the Eastern Conference Final went to quadruple overtime and very nearly quintuple overtime. Um, it became the sixth longest game in playoff history with a total time of one hundred and thirty-nine forty-seven.
0: 47 Oh, that was something.
1: Florida had 60 shots on goal and Carolina had 65. Um <laughs> Matthew Chuck is the people's hero, and he scored the overtime winner for the Panthers and quite literally ran off the ice. Um, <laughs> my dude was ready for bed. Yeah.
0: I think we all were. Like, yeah. like, I genuinely feel bad for the Canes fans that were there until 2 a.m. on a work night only to lose. Like, yeah. I bet the city of Raleigh had a lot of call outs that Friday. <laughs> You're a real one for
1: staying up when neither of those teams are
0: yours, I have to say. I just, at that point, like, by the time, like, second overtime was over, I was so committed (laughs) that I just, like, had to know. Like, I was like, I just have to know what happens. Like, I have to see it at this point. So I was like, second overtime, I was sitting up. Third overtime, I was laying down. Fourth overtime, I was laying down in the dark with my blanket on. (laughs) Oh. It was was just getting so late, but I was like, I got to know. And Kachuk would just like cracked me up how he scored and literally just was like, okay, I'm done. He's like,
1: bye. I'm out (laughs) of here. We'll celebrate tomorrow, y'all. I got a nap. got to sleep.
0: It was so – that was – I mean, it was fun. I'm glad that I was not invested in either of those teams because that would have been miserable.
1: Can you imagine being on the edge of your seat at, like, 2 a.m. when you're delusional and just ready for sleep? No. I- Not to mention, like, it was a work day. People worked the entire yeah. day, went to the game, yeah. and were, like, sitting there, like, watching the game
0: in person, too. Cannot. Ima- like, no. Glad I was brutal. on my comfy couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With that, the Panthers
1: are your Eastern Conference champions, and they'll be going to the Stanley Cup final after sweeping the Canes. Um, Listen, we're not going to say that we're the reason why, but we kind (laughs) of are. Go listen to last week's episode for more on that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the Panthers were actually only in a playoff spot for 28% of the regular season, so 54 of 190 days, which makes them the only team in the expansion era to reach the final after spending less than 30% of the season in a playoff spot which is absolutely mind blowing. I think the
1: entire thing is pretty mind blowing like the fact that they're headed to the final is just yeah beyond. I mean they overcame <laughs> a 3-1
0: deficit against the president's trophy winners. They also defeated the league's fourth-ranked team in 5 games. And swept the league's second-ranked team.
1: Um, Yeah. They're also headed to the final for the first time since
0: 1996,
1: and all of this as the lowest-ranked team entering the playoffs. They're just pretty damn impressive.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, of course, we have to talk about Matthew Kachuk, but we'll get to him later in our three stars because he (laughs) is the the MVP (laughs) for sure.
1: Okay, a little bit more NHL news before we move on. Um, The future of the Arizona Coyotes is unsure after the city of Tempe voted no on allowing them to play there, Uh, but they will be playing the 23 24 season at Mullett Arena. That has been confirmed. Um, They also announced that they would like to stay in Arizona and are working with various cities to make sure that happens.
0: Yeah, I I hope they do get to because that would be such a mess and such a loss to have to completely relocate. Um, I was seeing on Twitter about um, they have a really good juniors program there in Arizona through the Coyotes. And it's produced a lot of really big talent in the NHL. So like that would be a huge loss. And like there's just a whole lot of stuff that would possibly go really wrong if they were moved. So I do hope they find a new home in Arizona.
1: Yeah, I feel like it would really suck. They have a really dedicated fan base. And I feel like that would be really unfortunate for them to get moved. Um that's never fun to have your team relocated, especially yeah. when there's already such a deep fan base there.
0: Yeah, for sure. They're small but mighty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, moving on to um some non-NHL news. Last week we announced that the Hershey Bears and the Rochester Americans are competing in the Eastern Conference Final for the AHL. And finally, the Western Conference is ready. Um, The Milwaukee Admirals and the Coachella Valley Firebirds will be competing for that title. And these are best of seven series, so they're currently ongoing, and we will continue to keep you updated.
1: Some IIHF Men's Worlds updates. The tournament has actually completed. Um, Team Canada won gold, Germany won silver, and Latvia won their first ever medal at the IIHF
0: Worlds by taking bronze. They were so excited. I saw them video. Oh, it was so, like, happy and wholesome and lovely. It was. Good <laughs> for them. Very, very proud of them in that team. And for our wholesome news bit of the week, Team Canada teammates Marie-Philippe Poulin and Laura Stacey got engaged this week, which Aww. we're pretty sure is considered the Canadian royal wedding. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) So congrats to Marie-Philippe and Laura. That's so, so exciting for you guys.
1: Love that for them.
0: All right. Moving on, we are heading into the Stanley Cup finals this week. So we figured we would talk about none other than the coveted trophy itself. The winning team gets to share the cup throughout the offseason, with each player getting to spend 24 hours with it doing whatever they'd like. And, of course, this leads to some crazy events happening to poor Mr. Stanley. So we thought we'd share 10 stories that kind of caught our eye, going in order from the oldest to the newest stories. They get wild. (laughs) So um, (laughs) buckle up, guys. Um, So in 1905, obviously, it's a little more difficult to confirm things this far back. But reportedly, an Ottawa Senators player got a little too rowdy and decided to use the cup as a soccer ball and (laughs) drop kick it into a canal, which he did not realize was frozen. So um, talk about damage.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, apparently they didn't recover it until the next day. So I'm pretty sure they ended up being a little bit grateful that it was frozen (laughs) Um, because they would have had some difficulties finding that one if they... uh went back for it the next day and
0: yeah it, it would have been lost forever <laughs> <laughs> um in
1: 1924 the montreal canadians were on their way to owner leo oh jesus christ dan durand dan durand that's a fun last name um <laughs> to his home to celebrate their victory when they had to stop and repair a flat tire um, Spray Cleghorn, who was a player for the Habs. <laughs> That's a <laughs> fun <names> name. These names <laughs> are
0: interesting. Welcome to
1: 1924. <laughs> um, he placed the cup on the side of the road while he was helping his teammates out. Um, they actually didn't realize until they got to Dandoran's home that they forgot the trophy and left it behind. <laughs> um, <laughs> they returned over an hour later and they found it exactly where they left it. So thank God for that.
0: Oh, man. Can you imagine, like, if that had gotten stolen or something? I don't know what it
1: is about the 1920s. Um, I guess the other one happened in 19-
0: 1900. No. The early 1900s. The er- early
1: 1900s, about abandoning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. We want it. We don't want it anymore. Bye. <laughs> in
0: 1940, the New York Rangers set the Stanley Cup on fire. Um... <laughs> The organization had just paid off its mortgage for Madison Square Garden, which is exciting. Um, and they wanted to burn the mortgage papers in the cup to celebrate. But um, newsflash, metal burns, and uh, the cup got on fire and, and obviously took some damage. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and then in 1957, Rocket Richard of the Canadians was trying to drink from the Stanley Cup, as many players do. Uh, but he got a little too eager and had maybe had a little too much alcohol <laughs> at this point, and uh chipped his two front teeth with the cup, so I mean he had a good story to tell, but yikes,
1: <laughs> that's probably the most hockey player way
0: to celebrate winning the cup, <laughs> right chipping your teeth it's like losing he survived he survived the entire season without losing teeth, and then he wins the cup and chips them. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for him. In
1: 1962, we had more pyromaniac news um, <laughs> when the Toronto Maple Leafs were living it up and they decided to throw a celebratory bonfire. Um, they may have accidentally used the cup as firewood and had to pay some hefty fines for the damage. Um, whoops. Guess yeah. they didn't
0: learn from how the do rangers. You, how do you accidentally use the Stanley Cup is firewood. Like, how much alcohol and drugs exactly. were involved? <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say you have to be pretty inebriated for that
1: one. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Um, in some less chaotic news, in 1996, Peter Forsberg of the Avalanche became the first player to take the Stanley overseas, um, home to Sweden.
0: Oh, not till 1996. That's wild, wow, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then in 1998, Chris Draper of the Red Wings decided to sit his young daughter in the Stanley Cup, which is very, very cute and all. This is going to go so bad. <laughs> but um, the little one decided to use the Stanley Cup as a toilet and practice her potty training, <laughs> oh, no. which, uh, yikes.
1: Kind of gross when you think about the fact that there was definitely someone who used it as a cup for drinking
0: purposes later on that day. the uh. Oh, that's so gross! Uh Oh, I mean, God for disinfectant. I'm sure they cleaned it thoroughly, but uh, that's no. Yeah, that's a lot. Um. Okay, so in
1: 1999, um, for some reason, in our research, we found that several cup winners have spent their day with the cup at some sort of pool party. Um, not really sure what the explanation for that one is. But my favorite pool-related cup story was when the Stars won the cup in 1999, and um, Guy Carboneau decided that he wanted to throw the cup into the pool from about me. Um, Unfortunately, my dude misjudged the distance, and he dented the cup because it slammed into the ground at the edge of the pool. Um, Apparently, the story has been contested, and it's said to be false, but the dent still can be seen today. So, (laughs) Sounds pretty suspicious if you ask me. Oops. Yeah.
0: Oops is right. <laughs> like, like, why did you think that was a good idea in the first place? I... Alcohol, <laughs> yeah. once again. That's, I feel like that's
1: kind of the root of all of these stories. That's the common denominator here, I think.
0: <laughs> in 2001, after 21 years with the Boston Bruins, Ray Bork was traded to the Colorado Avalanche, where he won his first cup. Uh, Bork had the reputation of being a great guy that teammates, fans, and coaches loved. So when he won the Cup, a lot of Bostonians were thrilled for him, even though he won it with the Avs. So his following there was so massive that he decided to bring the Cup back to Boston to celebrate with them, and 20,000 people showed up to give their support, which is just so wholesome and sweet we love and love that. Lovely. <laughs> that's I, so so cool
1: when you love your favorite player you love your favorite player yeah. like you're gonna show up for him no matter what and this yeah. is a testament to that very you cute with brandon montour <laughs> me catch me in florida <laughs> if they win <laughs> i'm kidding i'm not going
0: anywhere near florida
1: but i'll be yeah. there in spirit <laughs> yeah maybe he'll that's, bring us back here who knows
0: that would be so so cool I don't think he will, but it's fine. but it would be cool. (laughs) It would be cool. (laughs) And then finally, in 2007, cupkeeper Mike Bolt and Mr. Stanley landed in Afghanistan to visit some servicemen and women as a small way of thanking them for their service. Um, And so uh, Mike Bolt decided to take a quick shower. And while he was doing so, alarms sounded on the base and he assumed that it was a drill. Uh, But spoiler alert, it was not a drill. Um, the base was actively being attacked um, and so Bolt and the Cup stayed in the barracks instead of taking cover uh, but luckily both remained unharmed <laughs> wow so the Stanley Cup was almost bombed essentially casual so thank goodness they were both okay the crazy thing is, is that
1: would have been like the least of awful things that have happened to the Cup over the years <laughs>
0: That poor cup has been through a lot. Don't you kind of almost wish it could talk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell oh some gosh, of the can stories. Can you imagine
1: <laughs> the things that we would hear?
0: would be absolutely insane.
1: I'm really curious to hear the kind of stories that the cup keepers have. Like, that would be
0: so much fun. To talk
1: are they sworn to secrecy? Like, are they allowed to tell us? Is there NDAs
0: involved? Oh, I don't know.
1: Love the other thing out. I'd like love to know is if there's like rules in place now like
0: are you allowed to do set on fire and yeah (laughs) like
1: are bonfires banned now is drop (laughs) kicking in the cup banned now (laughs) like
0: kind of hope so i feel like after all that it's been through surely surely there's some kind of rules but i don't know i'd love to know me too we need to we need to to get a cup keeper on here agreed (laughs) mike bolt where are you at?
1: I, I don't know if he's the cupkeeper anymore.
0: I don't know, but he would at least have stories from his time. True, he he would <laughs> have a bunch. <laughs> I think he was the cupkeeper for a long time. If he's not anymore, now it's Phil Pritchard. Okay, well, either one, Mike, Phil.
1: Uh, you know what's funny on. is I didn't know his name, but I
0: just know what he looks like. Really, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I've probably seen him a couple of times. I just oh wow he's I, the man I'm, I'm excited to see what happens this year with whoever wins me too maybe me too. we'll have some more crazy fun stories to talk Florida about.
1: Florida goes hard Vegas goes hard Dallas yeah. goes hard so like depending on who it is
0: yeah we might it's see like some crazy things three party cities essentially like exactly. Miami Dallas and Vegas yeah <laughs> it's gonna be a wild one for sure <laughs> for sure Moving on to everyone's favorite segment, can I ask you a question? Um, This week, we actually um, chose our three questions because these were ones that we thought would be kind of fun to talk about rather than randomly drawing them out of our hat. Um, And the first one is very on theme for this week's episode. (laughs) So our first question is, what would you do with your day with the cup?
1: You know, what's funny is that I know we like came up with these questions on our own. But I'm still having the hardest time thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I feel like in the most me-branded day you could possibly have with the cup, I want to take it to Era's tour. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If I I want it this year. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, for y'all who don't know, the thing this tour is, like, trading friendship bracelets. Um. But I feel like using the cup to collect friendship bracelets from various Swifties would be the coolest thing ever. That would be iconic. So that's what I'm doing with my day with the cup. If I were to win it this year.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so fun. Your answer is so much more fun than mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've already talked about like what we were going to eat out of it. So at some point I would have to do that
0: too. That's true. Um, I think I would have to take it to where my parents live and Aww. get them to see it. They live in Nashville. So I would take it to Nashville and I would do like a very Nashville thing and I would take it on the pedestrian bridge and I would take it down to Broadway and we could go party it up on Broadway. We could drink out of the cup. We could have a grand old time, do some country line dancing with the cup. <laughs> I and love just- that. Have a very Nashville day with the cup since that's where my family is right now. And of course, eat some mac and cheese out of the cup because I love mac and cheese. And if I'm in Nashville, might as well do some hot chicken too.
1: That sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> I don't know what
1: you're talking about saying that that's not better. I think that's fantastic.
0: <laughs> it would be act kind of funny if if I was on a team that was like Nashville's rival and then I oh my brought it to... Yeah. Brought it to Nashville to sex celebrate. Sex to sex, boys. <laughs> Just stand in front of Bridgestone Arena and brag. Oh
1: my God, can you imagine? <laughs> that'd be so petty. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I was going like Orange County with it, I'd have to take it to Disneyland. Yeah. You know? For like, sure. That'd be kind of the thing to do. Yeah, that would be fun
0: though. Era's tour over Disneyland any day. Yeah, exactly. You'd have to take it to, I guess, either... If you want it like right now, like either L.A. or Sofi. Yeah, I Where's Sofi? San Francisco. SoFi's,
1: Sofi's in L.A. Love.
0: Oh, where's the other one? Um, Levi Stadium, in Santa Clara. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I get them all mixed up. Right?
1: Yeah, because Vegas yeah. Vegas shows have already happened. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd either have to take it to Santa Clara or L.A. I'm already going to Santa Clara. It's true. So. If y'all want to let me borrow the cup for the day, give it a good time. <laughs> I think yes, it'd be I'm fun. Sure,
0: I'm sure they'll let you do that. Keep us updated on that.
1: Gotta reach out to the keeper of the cup.
0: <laughs> okay. Our second question is, what movie could you watch repeatedly and never get bored? I feel
1: like you already know my answer because I may or may not have watched this multiple times this week.
0: Yeah. I have like a, a trio okay um ratatouille good one tangled oh that's my favorite disney princess movie it's such a good one and the princess diaries Ooh, all good choices i could watch them back to back to back to back to back and never get bored those are all good ones i could probably watch those quite a handful of times and and enjoy them but my like number one i'm not a okay i'm not a big movie person I'm surprised I, it's taken
1: this long for that to come up on the podcast.
0: Honestly, yeah. I like, I'm not a person that's like, oh, like I'm bored on a Sunday. Let's watch a movie. Or like, I'm not a person that gets excited about new releases and like goes to the theater. Like, I don't know. I just, I never really have been. Um, but I have two movies that are like my absolute favorite movies of all time that I have watched a million times and don't get bored of them. And that's The Wizard of Oz. Ooh, love that. And Forrest Gump. Those you know are like my two favorite. I've You've never seen Horace never Gump, <laughs> which we need to change next time we're we'll together. That. Because that, it's like, it's a dumb movie. Like, it really is. Oh, but no. I love it. Hasn't it, it won so like much. multiple awards? Uh, probably. I don't know. It was like, to me, it's kind of like very of its time. Hmm. Like, I feel like watching it now, there's some things that are a little like, mm, a little questionable. Yeah. But I just I love it so much and I've seen it so many times and it's just so like wholesome and cute. And then like same thing with Wizard of Oz. Like it was very um innovative at the time. Yeah. And like it's so well done for it's being such made a in classic the forties or what thirties, forties.
1: I don't know. Let's look it up.
0: <laughs> and yeah, so like those are the two movies that I could watch, like back to back to back. But I'm not a big, not a big movie person.
1: 1939
0: so okay I was close yeah those are two good ones
1: you know what's funny is like speaking of movies that are of their time I watched Ferris Bueller with my cousin (gasps) the other day I love that one I used to love it too and like I remember cracking up the first few times that I watched it but we watched it back we made it in like maybe 40 minutes and both of us were like this is kind of stupid like let's turn
0: this off Really, I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah,
1: go back and watch it, and you'll realize that it really wasn't as good as we all thought.
0: Aw, that's so sad. Like that's the best part one. is when the guys
1: like Bueller, Bueller, <laughs> and it's within like part. the first ten minutes of the movie.
0: Yeah, my dad says that all the time. Whenever somebody, whenever we like, don't answer him fast enough, he'll go Bueller, <laughs> Bueller. That's such a dad thing to do. I love right. that. Oh, that's sad. That's a good one. I am I almost don't want to watch it again because no, I don't. don't want it to be Don't ruined. ruin it for yourself. <laughs> All right. Our last question for Can I Ask You a Question is, which NHL mascot is your spirit animal? Ooh. <sighs> which is a tough one, I'll be honest.
1: Hmm, I got to think that one through.
0: I feel like I want to say one of the bears just because they're like – cute and cuddly and soft and wholesome. So I'm going to say the Louie from the St. Louis Blues because I like the color that he is. He's very cute and it's a really nice color. And he's just like cute and fun. And like, I feel like I'm kind of like fun and wholesome and goofy. And I feel like Louie kind of fits that kind of vibe.
1: I feel like on the same tangent of bears, I'm going to go with Carlton.
0: Oh, I love Carlton.
1: Because he's slightly unhinged too among like cute and cuddly <laughs> and sweet. Yeah. Um, sounds like about right. would I absolutely terrify the heck out of the maple leaves if I had the chance to? Yes. I totally would. <laughs> <sighs> um He's Canadian. I've got that part down. Love that. Um polar bears are my favorite animal. So I feel like that's okay. kind of along the same tangent too. Yeah. The only thing I absolutely cannot relate to is that my dude is real white and i am not (laughs) maybe i should have picked one of the brown bears i don't know i'm going with carlton he's my spirit animal
0: (laughs) love that love that i love that we're both bears that's cute it is
1: cute i feel like if what the child ever had like a
0: mascot Mm -hmm. it would have to be like a bear of some kind Absolutely. Bears are so cute. And I'm so sad that they're dangerous because they're way too cute to be dangerous. (laughs) They really do. I love bears. I really do. Bears might be my favorite animal. Like, just generally bears. Polar bears are definitely mine. Like, polar bears. Panda bears are super cute. And, like, brown bears and sun bears. And, oh, they're just... What's a sun bear? (gasps) You've never seen a sun bear? They're so funny because they look like a person in a bear costume. Like they low key just look like a human in a bear costume and they always look so like lost and derpy. Wait, these are so cute. But they're so cute. I think they live in Asia if I'm not wait why are their
1: tongues so long?
0: Uh, Don't ask. Do all
1: bears have weird long tongues like that? I don't know. Are we gonna have to put a picture of a sun bear on our stories this week so maybe we should
0: maybe we should because sun bears are really cute. These are adorable <laughs> our just little tangent about bears.
1: <laughs> I've looked up so many things on this episode. Now, the more you, you know, have
0: I love it. Okay, moving on to our newest segment of What the Shell. Wow, Women <laughs> of the Week. <laughs> and this week we have one woman of the week, and that is Raphael Toussaint. Ooh, killing it with the pronunciation. Oh, French pronunciation there. Um, She is the first woman to make Canada's national para ice hockey team. Um, She will be joining them for the 2023 World Championship, which is hosted in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan um, from now until June 4th. So that's awesome. Congrats. That's super cool. Super, super cool. And we, of course, we love to see women playing with men and competing that way. Like she must be absolutely phenomenal.
1: I really hope that we can watch some of that. Cause I think that'd be really cool.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. For I'm sure. very
1: curious to see if they're airing that.
0: Yeah, we can look it up. And if we find it, we'll, uh, we'll throw it up on our stories Good about how, how to watch the para ice hockey.
1: Okay. Moving on to our hockey history segment, we are recording this episode on Monday, May 29th. And on this day in 1993, Wayne Gretzky set a playoff record by recording his 8th hat trick in postseason play in the Kings 5-4 win at Toronto in Game 7 of the Campbell Conference Finals. Wow. Holy moly. <laughs> That's on being Wayne
0: Gretzky. <laughs> Honestly, you just can't can't beat him. Like No. Just <laughs> definitely insane. not. Um, And then in 2001, Patrick Waugh became the first goaltender in NHL history to start in 100 consecutive playoff games for one team as the Avalanche lost two to one against the Devils in game two of the finals, which like, wow, that's a lot of playoff games. (laughs) Yeah. Holy moly. The fact that he was just like so consistent, like clearly he was good if they were starting him over and over and over again. Like the fact that he was able to stay that consistent through that many playoff games is really, really cool.
1: Really incredible. Yeah.
0: He was also probably exhausted. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Okay, moving on to our last segment for today, our three stars of the week. Our third star this week um, is Sergei Bobrovsky, who has absolutely been on fire this postseason. Um, in Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Final, he had a 32-save shutout. Um, and then so far in the playoffs, he has a 10-2-0 record, a 2.15 goals against average, and a .935 save percentage. So, like, he is for sure a huge factor in the Panthers' success.
1: Definitely. And our second star of the week is Anders Lee of the New York Islanders. He actually gives scholarships to high school seniors who have provided help and sympathy to someone with cancer. Um, These are given in honor of a child he met, Fenov Pierre-Louis, who is battling stage four neuroblastoma cancer, yet managed to keep his grades and work hard in school. Um, The Fenov scholarships are in the amount of $1,000 each.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Very cool. What a wonderful way to, to honor someone like that.
1: Yeah. I can't even imagine having to go through
0: school and also support someone who has cancer. So props to all of these kids you do. Yeah. And I, I think it's been going for a couple of years. I know I was reading about it and the um, kids have to submit a short essay kind of explaining their story and how they've supported someone um, in their life. And I just think that's so sweet and lovely and what a great way to use your money and your influence. Definitely. Definitely. And then our number one star, we told you we would talk about him. Another Panther, Matthew Kachuk. Um, he scored the OT winners in both games, one and two of the Eastern conference finals. And of course he scored the buzzer beater goal with just four seconds left in regulation to send the Panthers onto the cup final um, in his 16 postseason games so far. He has nine goals and 12 assists, and he is, in our opinion, the clear MVP for Panthers this postseason, and especially in the Eastern Conference Final. Holy moly cow. Yeah, I honestly, Matthew Kachuk has not really been on my radar, I'll be honest. Like, I I knew he was a good player, and he went to the All-Star, but then this postseason, I've just been like, holy cow.
1: He's, (laughs) like, like up-leveled. Yeah. And that says a lot for someone who's already real good during the regular season. <laughs> yeah.
0: And my dude loves his buzzer beaters. Yeah, for sure. Like he is like, I'm not going to score until I absolutely have to. And then he scores the best goal. Exactly. Of the game. <laughs> and then just yeets himself off the ice. He's like, bye guys. I did it. You're welcome. Peace out. <laughs> I think he did it in game two as well. He did. He absolutely did. He's really just like, okay, score. I'm done. Time to go home. That's his. <laughs> that's his selly. It's so funny. Okay, we are all wrapped up for today and this week's episode of What the Chell. Thank you so much for listening. I'm gonna go into my little spiel as always. <laughs> Uh, Please subscribe on whatever podcast app you listen on and leave us a rating and a review. We have 15 ratings on Spotify and 15 on Apple, which is awesome. Keep it up. And we need more written reviews on Apple. So please write us a review. Tell us how much you love us and how wonderful we are.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Also, please send us some Can I Ask You a Question questions because we really need them.
0: Yes, please. We're begging you.
1: (laughs) Quite literally on our hands and knees.
0: <laughs> and um, follow us everywhere at What the Chill Pod. That's where you can send us questions. Twitter, Instagram. We're also on TikTok, but we don't go on there a whole lot. So <laughs> Twitter and Instagram is preferred. And that's about it. We will talk at you guys next week. Enjoy some more playoff hockey. And thank you so much for listening. We love you. Bye. We love you. Bye.